Hello and welcome to DMN One-on-One Podcast. I'm your host, Marjorie Ramaya Sanabria, and we're coming to you from the Gartner Marketing Symposium Expo in San Diego. I'm here today with Martha Mathers, the Managing Vice President of Gartner, and she's here today to talk to us more about data personalization and where we go from here. Martha, thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning. Glad to be here. Awesome. So let's talk about personalization. That seems to be the theme of this conference. Did you help put this together? Has your research influenced the theme this year? Let's talk a little bit more in depth about that. Personalization is a marketing initiative that we see at the top of almost every CMO and even CEO's agenda. And so it is a topic that spans across all the topics we cover at Gartner for Marketers, thinking about data and analytics, content, multi-channel marketing. And so it's certainly a theme that's pretty pervasive across our team. Um, I oversee a team of researchers that has gone really deep into consumer impressions of personalization, thinking about what they respond to, what actually generates commercial results, um, and what they reward versus what they punish from a personalization perspective. So what insights did you gather from these consumers? So we had consumers react to a personalized message that they had received in the past couple of weeks and that they recalled. So that's a pretty high bar already for a personalized message, just being re- able to remember something that cut through your inbox. And then we asked just a whole series of questions around the degree of personalization that they perceived, what they did with the message, what they liked about the message, and what they didn't like about the message. What we found is that the perceptions kind of fell into two distinct buckets or groups, one around um, a perception that the brand was just proving that they knew the consumer, the other around the brand actually helping the consumer. And so that enabled us to go really deep into looking at um, which, which one of those approaches drives results and can they be combined together um, in a way that perhaps is even more impactful. Can you give me an example of this, of how a brand helps a consumer in a way that influences consumer behavior? Yeah, so we saw a couple different categories that consumers rewarded, considered helpful. Um, So thinking about things like directing my purchase journey, um, guiding me through a decision-making process, giving me a framework. This sounds complex, but from a consumer perspective, um, one example that's rather old, honestly, is the four C's for purchasing a diamond. It gives you a framework, it gives you criteria, it helps you think about the purchase. So let me let me see if I remember the four C's. It's cut, clarity, color, and cost. Well done. All right. That's pretty I good. Remembered. That's pretty good. Today, if you think about content that brands are investing in, um, automotive makers have great tools that they put on their websites, helping you design your vehicle, think about your vehicle, and they're pretty good at prompting you um, when you return to the site to continue designing that vehicle. Cosmetics companies and beauty. Um, Gartner L2 has done some fantastic examples of companies there. Um, Sephora in particular does some great work on the on the retail side. Um, and one of our favorite examples that requires very little data comes from Huggies. You go and visit their website, you enter your expected due date or the birth date of your child, and it tailors the entire website experience around the challenges that you may be facing as a parent. So generally speaking, how do you think marketers think about data? I think marketers are a little a little scared of data sometimes. 
uh, depends on depends on their role often um, and their aims. Uh, most marketers that we talk to, honestly, are pretty excited about the potential of data. They're thinking about how can we stitch together a more comprehensive view of the customer? How do we connect what we know about their website behavior to the profiles that they filled out, to their responses to our email marketing campaigns and that sort of thing? And so I think most marketers see a lot of potential with data. Um, they're trying to kind of chart the course for connecting different data sources together so that they can personalize in more than one place and across a, a consumer's buying journey. Um, and they're thinking analytically about what can be learned and how can that result in a more effective um, marketing marketing outreach. So you say they're excited, but it seems like there still might be a long way to go in terms of being able to understand leverage the data, and then derive insights from it that will influence customer behavior and ultimately drive revenue. So my question is, are marketers going to have to learn things like research methods and principles of data science and you know experimentation to be effective? Is it going to have to be more of a hybrid role that's really data-centric? Is that where you think things are going? It's a great question, and our data would indicate there is certainly an increase in terms of marketers recruiting for the more technical skills. Um, we see folks taking funding from more traditional areas of marketing and putting them into places like analytics. But at the same time, we have brand new survey back, survey data back that shows that skills like strategy creation and vision development are still prioritized as well. So what I see and what I hear is that, yes, there are technical skills that are critical. Um, and that your typical marketer does need to be savvy enough that they can ask good questions, that they can understand the data and what they might be able to do with it. Um, but one of the top things that we see marketing leaders prioritize is thinking about collaboration and how do you connect together different marketers with different areas of expertise so that your brand manager that maybe doesn't have really deep statistical backgrounds um, can work very effectively with the data scientist. Um, that folks that are perhaps digital marketing specialists understand the dashboards that they're looking at and how they should inflect their content creation or the campaigns that they're building one way or another. And so I'd say collaboration, collaboration first, um, intellectual curiosity really important in terms of asking questions, and certainly a rise in the number of marketing hires that have a, a more statistically oriented background. So let's move away from quantitative to qualitative. So yesterday at the keynote, it seemed as though the core message was that consumers are anxious, they want to be helped, they want to have time safe for them, they want to be guided through the buyer journey. Although it's supported by a lot of data that's very effective, it also seems like it's kind of an intuitive message. I mean, shouldn't marketers want to help consumers? Isn't that the point of their job? So do you feel that there's just a lot of intuitive understanding in terms of the message that's being promoted by Gartner? And do you feel maybe it's a little bit basic? Yeah, it's, it's certainly a good question. It's one I've asked myself, honestly. Um, I think when you look at, if you're talking to a CMO, of course they're going to tell you they want to help customers. They want to be customer-centric. They want to do right and create an excellent experience. 
Um, where rubber really hits the road, I've found, is if you really dig into how marketers understand their customers, um, they're often focused on the intersection between the customer and the brand um, and just trying to help at those moments and just trying to understand those moments. So if you think about personalization, um, how do we personalize? We use behavioral data from our website as brands. And that leads you in a, a certain direction that gives you a bit, I think, of a, a closed view on where the consumer might most need help, um, where the cons what else might be going on in the consumer's life. So I, I see still huge opportunity for market insights, for market research, for developing empathy and understanding the customer outside of their transactional relationship with your brand. So does that come from top down, the CMO down, or does that mean that people maybe at a managerial or even lower level need to be retrained to be oriented in a customer-oriented way? It's a good question. We see customer centricity, it seems, every 10 years or so. It, it rises again to the top of the list um, from marketing leaders' perspectives. Um, I, I think as folks have gotten very savvy from a data perspective and just understanding how customers engage with their channels, um, there's some learning that, that needs to be done to stitch together what I see the customer doing through our digital channels um, with the customer's broader preferences, lifestyle, things along those lines. I was sitting down with a CMO of a consumer packaged goods company yesterday. She was talking about the value of focus groups, something that you know marketers have been doing for hundreds of years, but being able to pair that with rich data um, just provides a much more holistic view um, that I think marketers still need to kind of prioritize and, and keep front and center. I like this direction of older marketing tools with new tricks and sort of going in that direction. Do you think segmentation is dead? Is it all about, you know, like individualization and one-to-one -one now, or is it going to be a combination of a few different things? I think it, I think segmentation is still a critical tool in terms of thinking about what is my brand strategy? Who are we targeting as a business? It, it can give you the backdrop that enables you then to do one-to-one -one targeting, to get much more focused in terms of the, the customers that you're going after. And so I, I see many marketers thinking about, can we shortcut that step in the process? Can we lean back on segmentations we've done in years past? Um, but in talking with um, marketers at Clorox and other um, pretty pretty advanced marketing organizations, they're thinking about how do we take our segmentation and operationalize it? How do we use what we know about key segments to pinpoint the data points um, that will enable us to, to kind of better target and deliver a more relevant message? And so I, I really like to see companies thinking about how can we take this strategic and pull it all the way through to the individualized website experience that, um, that a specific consumer might have. Speaking of message, how does content fit into this? Content, the content, I think, is a huge component. Over the past 10 years, we've seen people build the muscle, starting to build bigger stores of content, um, thinking about marrying that up with traditional creative and advertising campaigns and that sort of thing. The challenge that I now hear is, how do we get enough content? How do we build enough to be able to personalize effectively to consumers? And so it, it is a challenge. You need content that consumers perceive as helping them, helping guide their decision-making, helping reinforce that they've made the right choice. 
Um, but you also need to be able to tailor that content so that your experience and my experience um, look decently different. And so um, at Gartner for Marketers, we work with folks on atomic content creation, thinking about tools that can help you redeploy and get more use out of content so that as marketers face this kind of staggering challenge in terms of the, of the amount that they need, we're helping them think about the efficiency. And when you make those big content investments, how do you pull them apart? How do you catalog them? And how do you reuse them with consumers um, as they as they come back to your site through campaigns and through other channels? Can you go into a little bit more detail as to what atomic content creation is? Great question. So atomic content creation is literally taking a piece of content and pulling it apart into Lego blocks is, is one way I've heard members describe it. Um, and so they might think about the photo as a piece. They might have a block of text that's another piece. Um, they might have a header that is a separate piece. It could be the components of a web page. It could be the components of a digital ad that you see. Um, but companies are kind of breaking those apart, tagging each of the components so that when I sit down and go to the website, it recognizes um, that I'm a female perhaps recognizes that I'm a mother and kind of recombobulates the experience um, so that they're redeploying content but that, in, in it, that is in a way that feels resonant and, and relevant for me. So let's look to the future. Five years from now, what is consumer-centric, customer-centric going to look like? Oh, that's a good one. Um, when, I, when I think ahead, um, I think today brands have made great progress in personalizing in individual places. I think we'll see brands begin to stitch together personalized experiences that span across channels, um, that span from acquisition um, through to the customer experience um, to retention. I hope to see brands really embracing that concept of how do we tailor messages and deliver things that are helpful, that boost consumer confidence, that make them feel good about the decisions that they've made. Um, and, and one thing that we're starting to see more and more of is actually um, this theme of transparency and showing consumers, because they've given you a certain amount of data, what they're getting in return. Um, and so just providing more visibility to consumers so that they can see by sharing a certain type of information, I get you know that much more back from this brand that I've opted to work with. You mentioned that there's some new B2B research coming out soon. Would you like to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, we are in the midst of a huge study looking at what drives existing customers to repurchase, um, to buy more, um, to buy different products um, with B2B brands, and some really fascinating conclusions there that resonate with some of the themes that folks have, have heard at Symposium this week. Um, we have found that the biggest, single biggest driver of an account growth decision is a customer's confidence in the decision that they're making. We found that customer satisfaction is actually insignificant in that decision, and customers' purchase readiness, so just feeling, okay, it's time for us to make a purchase, is also insignificant in that customer um, making a growth decision. So much more to come from there. We also examine, um, is there an incumbent advantage um, at all? Uh, we found that customers consider incumbents very early on, but as they progress on their buying journey, that advantage disappears. And so very interesting set of conclusions that we're starting to put together and are looking forward to, to sharing later on this summer. 
Well, thank you so much, Martha, for being here with me today. That was Martha Mathers, Managing Vice President of Gartner. I'm your host, Marjorie Reminds Denabria. Thanks so much for listening to One on One. Until next time.